Welcome to the Work Camper Show, brought to you by WorkCamper.com. This podcast helps you discover how to finance your RV travel dreams. Each one of our episodes will introduce you to people who are already living the RV lifestyle or to work camping opportunities all around the U.S. You'll also learn how to hit the road the right way and make the most of every opportunity. Now let's turn over today's show to your host, Greg Gerber. Today I will be interviewing a woman who operates a nonprofit organization in North Carolina where dog owners can get training and work campers can help develop walking trails through the adjacent 61-acre nature preserve. Today's episode is brought to you by Work Camper News. Since 1987, they've been helping businesses of all types find and recruit work campers who serve in a variety of positions around the country to help further the mission of great businesses. When you become an employer member at WorkCamper.com, you'll have access to resources and support to help you develop and implement your WorkCamper recruitment strategy. In today's market, it is more challenging than ever to keep a flow of applicants coming in. Work Camper News recommends advertising your current and future work camping job openings frequently throughout the year, as well as scheduling some time to regularly search the Work Camper resume database because new work campers are joining daily. Work campers like to plan many months ahead, so now is the time to take action to begin developing your Work Camper team. You can learn more and download a quick start guide for employers at www.workcamper.com forward slash employer. Lynn Swanson developed Safe Harbor Farm with the help of work campers back in 2005. In fact, she installed three RV sites before erecting a single building on the property. She describes Safe Harbor Farm as being a little nonprofit in a little hole in the woods on a super quiet location near a tiny one light southern town. But it's 30 minutes from the ocean and situated between Jacksonville and Bern, North Carolina. As a retired veterinarian, Lynn specializes in dog behavior, especially training the human side of the leash. The farm also started a rescue for honeybees, which required her to create a number of thriving hives. Work campers are mostly involved in landscaping around the preserve. They will trim brush, clip branches, and spread wood chips along hiking trails. They'll also care for lawns and even assist with building projects such as creating new beehives. If they desire to work with bees and dogs, work campers are able to do so, but the time does not count toward the weekly commitment to volunteer 16 hours per week in exchange for a free full hookup RV site. One of the three sites reserved for work campers is in a quarter-acre fenced dog park. Lynn enjoys work campers because of the new insights and ideas they bring to Safe Harbor Farm. During the interview, she describes some of the more memorable things work campers have done for the farm. The center is open year-round, which means work campers can volunteer their time whenever it fits their schedules. However, Lynn cautions that it gets really warm in July and August. To tell us more about a year-round work camping opportunity in eastern North Carolina, please welcome Lynn Swanson, the founder of Safe Harbor Farm, to the show. Thanks for joining me today, Lynn. I really appreciate your time. You're a veteran of this podcast, but why don't you tell everybody a little bit about what Safe Harbor Farm is, where it's located, and its mission. Safe Harbor Farm, it's a not-for-profit organization. We run a one-acre dog park and a 61-acre nature preserve with two miles of walking trails. An expertise that we've got is in dog behavior, specifically training the human side of the leash. And another is in honeybee behavior and rescue. We've got three double colony long highs. 
We've got four mega, let's see, mega frame nukes, nucleosides. We've got two Langstroth hives, and we have an absolutely wonderful observation hive. That's cool. I would never think to rescue bees, but I imagine that they're a pretty important species to protect. We get calls from folks that say they're seeing swarms of bees in trees. And by a swarm of bees, that's basically a big group, usually about two to six pounds of bees that are homeless. They've their queen and a whole bunch of workers and a couple of drones have left their original hive, leaving a daughter queen behind to run things. And they're in, they're in, they're seeking another home. So we'll gather them up and we'll bring them back to one of our hives. Occasionally we'll get called that somebody's seeing a lot of bees where they don't want them. For example, a cable box where the cable companies have these little junction boxes that are all over the place, these little green tubes in the ground. And most recently we were called to remove some bees from them, from that area, and then bring them in. Actually, there are a lot of beekeeper clubs all over the place and there's a lot of bee rescue going on. That's a good thing to do because the bees play an important part in pollinating plants. And people, I think, sometimes forget that. They aren't just buzzing around. They're actually working to help us all. Oh, for sure. And there's lots of different kinds of pollinators. But most of the honeybees in this area, with the exception of some in certain areas that are the grumpy bees that occasionally people will hear about Africanized bees and the like. In this area, the bees that we've got are mostly Italian bees, and they're sweethearts. They just want to do their job. They don't mind if you watch. They're not out to cause any problems. They're very sweet-natured little bugs. That's funny. So what kind of jobs do the work campers do at Safe Harbor Farm? Work campers do various landscaping tasks, mostly on our trails, trimming brush, clipping branches, spreading wood chips on the trails, chipping them from trees that we've culled here on the property. They'll cut lawns, occasionally help with building projects like building beehives. Any work with the bees or the dogs, that's voluntary. It's not counted toward work camping hours. But that said, there's so much that folks can learn if they do want to join us working with the bees or working with the dogs. So it's not necessary that they work with the bees or work with the dogs, but you've got jobs for them to do around the farm that would make the whole operation run a bit smoother. Without a doubt. Yeah, that's it. How long have you been utilizing work campers? Our center actually was started in part with work campers. As a matter of fact, we built three RV sites before we even raised a single building. And that was back in 2005. Has it been that long? My goodness. So what, do the benef what kind of benefits do the work campers provide to you rather than hiring people local to your area? In a nutshell, new insights and new ideas. A perfect example, Bill and Gwen Patterson, uh, recent work campers here. Bill brought his expertise in woodworking. He helped us troubleshoot a design that we had for a custom long beehive and make it better. We still always look at each other. Something we're not so sure about happens would be like WBD. What would Bill do? I tell you, he taught us how to use a table saw and other equipment. And Gwen used her painting and artistry skills to decorate each of the beehives with beautiful flowers. It's just so much fun meeting new people who are excited about our mission and our work as we are. And I think that's what work campers bring to the table here. Are these seasonal opportunities or are you open year round? 
We're open year round. We have work campers who actually live here year round. I'm in a cabin here. We have another work camping cabin here. We have a work camping apartment here. These people are year round, year after year for year. For people coming in with their rigs, we usually don't have folks during the really hot months. And I know my complaining that it's 90 degrees here feels like nothing to you with 110 degrees forecasted today in Arizona. But in North Carolina, we don't usually have work campers here during July and August. But the other months we do. How many hours a week are you expecting the work campers to provide service to you? So we ask for 16 hours per person per week. And in exchange, um, they have an electric water and sewer site. We've got three sites. Usually only one or two are used at a time because we really aren't a campground. You know, we're a mission-based little nonprofit in a little hole in the woods, a super quiet location in a tiny little southern one-light town. And they have a they they have a really nice place to be where it's like 35, yeah, 30, no, 30 minutes from the ocean. We're between two really interesting towns, Jacksonville and Newburn. They can check that out too. Our own little center here has a laundry facility. We put together like a little rec room where people could do puzzles and play games together and do the occasional get-togethers too. You had said 16 hours per week per person. So if that's a couple, that would be 32 hours. Is that time uh-huh. spent together or individually? Usually together. People like to work as teams. I think you're right. Yeah. Is this an opportunity for families to participate? You know, honestly, we don't get. A lot of families, we don't get a lot of kids here. I have to think about that just because we're so used to working with adults. I always ask just because there are a lot of full-time families out there who are looking for work camping opportunities and being around dogs and bees might be something they would enjoy. So it would tend to be an individual kind of thing that if they were interested, they should talk to you about. Yeah, because there are certain hazards. Certainly we've got, we've got equipment like an excavator and front loaders. We've got two very deep ponds, the bees themselves, where we actually going to school groups and town events with an observation hive and talking to big groups of kids who are going to say, oh, there's the queen. Oh, that one's a drone. He doesn't have a stinger. And talking about honeybee democracy and how they come together to make decisions. We love doing that with school groups as far as finding jobs for the kids and stuff like that might be a little bit hard for here. I wouldn't know the difference between a drone and a queen and a regular bee. Oh, you should come visit us one day. I need to do that. Are these paid positions or volunteer? Volunteer. Everybody here is a volunteer. We don't have employees. We haven't had any employees ever. Okay. What kind of perks do the work campers get then? Assuming an RV site? Yeah, so electric water sewer site, and the most popular one actually has, oh, almost a quarter acre fenced-in dog yard right there. Basically, they pull into the yard, we close the gate so they can open up their door and just let their dogs run. We, of course, have our one-acre dog park with a small dog area, a general area, and a rowdy dog area. (laughs) We've got two miles of walking trails, about one quarter finished. The other ones, of course, we're working on. It's been, we're going to be working on those for a couple of years now. The favorite site of everybody actually has a covered kennel for the dogs too. As I said, we're not too far from the ocean. We've got our own laundry facility here. 
it's super, yeah. as I say, super duper quiet. We tell folks, let's see, this is the RV site that's close to the goats. That's the RV site next to where Daryl is. And Daryl is our guinea fowl. And so, yeah, they come with interesting kind of perks. And if someone wants to learn, we're happy to teach. We're all about the beads and learn a bit about dog behavior, very practical stuff about dog behavior along the way. It does a perks special to this area. Are the work campers involved in creating these walking trails? Oh, yeah, very much. That's where most of the work is done. Oh, and as far as cell phone services in that area, what kind of signal strength do they get? Oh, good question on that one. I have U.S. Cellular. We've had people with Verizon. Somebody asked us about AT&T the other day, and I do have to double check. And T-Mobile, they've all been putting up new towers. So some of the issues we might have had five or 10 years ago, I don't think we have today. But yeah, if anybody has anything other than, say, U.S. Cellular or Verizon, we can certainly call around and find out. What about Wi-Fi? Do you provide that as a service to the work campers? Like a lot of different places, we we had to stop with the Wi-Fi so long ago because there was just so much of an obligation to provide bandwidth that we just couldn't anymore. But most people we find come with their own hotspots or, or satellite or something like that. Okay. And you said the cell phone connections work very well, and that would probably suit most people. Yeah, in our experience, that's true. How many work campers are you looking to hire? Of the three sites we have, probably for this coming fall, we're looking for two work campers or two, two RVs. So it could be four work campers, like two couples. Okay. And what kind of traits or qualifications are you looking for? We absolutely love people who approach each day with an, with an appetite for learning. We love people who love and cherish nature, diversity, and being of service to our planet. We love people who think things that need to be done and come to us with a plan to get it done. Oh my gosh, we absolutely love that. As they said, most of the work is physical. But that said, we're an excellent example of some less than perfect physical beings coming together to, to do some pretty good things. Less At any time, if this one's got bad knees, that one's got a bad back, and this one is this or whatever. But when we come together, it's amazing what can really get done. I would agree. You looking for any <laughs> special skills? Not really that the skills are required. If we have somebody who knows woodworking, that's always the value. When we know when we have somebody who can use certain equipment, they're used to using a riding lawnmower or they're used to using a weed whacker or a hedge trim or whatever. And if not, we teach. You'd mentioned that one of your work campers was very skilled at carpentry. Could you use more people like that? Always, because we're on our learning curve too. So we like watching people who know what they do, what they're doing, and then we can learn from them. Yeah. What kind of commitment are the work campers expected to make? We ask them to commit to at least a month. And if in a lot of cases, people will stay for longer. I think Bill and Gwen originally were talking about four months and then went to five months. And then they actually bought a, a home so they could be closer to relatives and stuff. We've had other people sign up for two months and then say, hey, can I ask about the two-year plan? If it's a good match, we never tell anybody they have to go. I think almost any work camping organization will tell you that. So you don't really have a recruiting season. You're always looking for somebody. Pretty much. How can people apply? 
So if they go to our main website, there's an application there. And there's also pictures of the place. You can even see a couple pictures of some of the beehives. It's safeharborfarm.org. So farm does not have an S at the end. Everybody wants to put one there. It's S-A-F-E-H-A-R-B-O-R-F-A-R-M.org. So that's where they can find information about that aspect of our organization. And then we also have another website for those folks who want to learn some more about practical dog behavior and getting a little training themselves so they could be people who can shape the dogs that they want. And that website is Give Smiles. It's G-I-V as in Victor, E-S-M-I-L-E-S-U-X. And it's called Give Smiles because before we transitioned to being a nature center and a dog park, we actually ran a dog shelter here for many years. And we got known for our canine behavior work. And everybody wanted to know why our dogs were so quiet, why our dogs got along so well together, how we could take them out in public and they were so well behaved, and especially why the dogs were always focused on us, focused on our faces and not our hands. And the answer there was because we rewarded the behavior we wanted and the calm energy we wanted with smiles, with relaxed, well-timed, that's a good decision, smile. <laughs> and so give smiles.us, people can get some help with their dogs that way in a very practical manner. We have a YouTube channel. If people go to YouTube and in the search bar, they put in our website, give smiles.us. It will come up with a list of different things. And if they click on the round picture of the sweet looking Doberman, his name is Hiker, by the way. If they click on that picture, it will come up with a whole bunch of YouTube videos, some of which were actually taped at shelter conferences. There's a one, two, and three hour YouTubes of uh, these sessions that we did at the various conferences. And people can learn a lot about practical canine behavior just that way. What's involved in your interviewing and hiring process? We tell the work campers, put in an application, give us a couple of days to check references and everything. And if we haven't gotten back in touch with you, please give us a call at the phone number that's on the website, because that might mean that we never got the application in the first place. We're really good with dogs. We're really good with bees, but I don't claim any great expertise in computer. What can a work camper do to really stand out if they want to come work for you? Oh, that's a hard one because a lot of times it's just their availability. Okay. And our availability comes down to it. And if they're a good match otherwise, that's great. I brought up the map of your area and you said you were between Jacksonville and New Bern. Now that is a gorgeous part of the country. And you're right, very close to a lot of things to do in the ocean, but not too far from Wilmington as well. What kinds of things can work campers do in that area during their free time? Oh, we have people come out who like to do sea kayaking. We've had people who like to do horse walking and hiking. We were actually well positioned for a day trip up to Williamsburg, Virginia, one of my favorite walking towns. They can go out to the Outer Banks and see the lighthouses. They can go to Beaufort, walk around that town, Oriental, Cape Carteret. There's a lot of different places. Newburn is wonderful to do. Downtown Newburn, 
just to walk around, especially if you have a dog. If you're just looking for nice places to walk by the water that are dog friendly, you have to have a leash dog. This is not off-leash stuff, but you have a dog and you're just looking for places to walk with your dog. This place is full of them, this area. Okay. And you're not too far from Myrtle Beach for people who want to do that kind of thing. Yeah, we're very very different than Myrtle Beach. Okay, so admittedly, I'm not a fan of Myrtle Beach, but just because it's just like too many people, too many cars, too much congestion, too much of everything. But yeah, we're not too far away. You're right. I'd rather... This area, on the other hand, we don't have the traffic. We don't have the congestion. It's a lot quieter. I'd rather spend more time on the Outer Banks myself. We're close to that. <laughs> people wanted more information or to apply, they can go to safeharborfarm.org. And you'll just take it from there once you get the application. We will. Super. Well, it sounds like a great opportunity for somebody who likes to be outdoors, loves dogs, likes bees, and wants to learn more about all of that. Exactly. We're looking forward to meeting new people. Super. Thank you very much, Lynn. I appreciate the time. Thanks, Greg. I have interviewed Lynn Swanson, the founder of Safe Harbor Farms, several times in the past. It always sounds like a fun and interesting place for work campers to volunteer their time to help transform the 61-acre property into a nature preserve. Lynn said she really likes work campers who cherish nature and approach each day with an appetite for learning. She especially enjoys working with salt starters who can see what needs to be done and simply jump in to do it or develop a plan to get it done. Someone who is skilled at woodworking would be a big help on the farm, as would people who are comfortable operating landscaping equipment. Lynn said it's an ideal job for people who own dogs, love dogs, or are looking for beautiful places to walk their dogs. Volunteering 16 hours a week as an individual or couple ensures there's plenty of time left over to explore North Carolina, visit the Outer Banks, or simply frolic in the ocean. Lynn asks that work campers make a one-month commitment. Many who have volunteered at Safe Harbor Farm in the past have spent several months at the facility. Applying is as easy as visiting www.safeharborfarm.org and completing an online application. Lynn also posted photos of the farm and additional information about the facility. People who want to learn about the dog training which takes place at Safe Harbor Farm can visit www.givesmiles.us. They can check out the center's YouTube channel as well. Lynn is accepting applications now and pretty much year-round. For more information, visit www.safeharborfarm.org. Today's episode was sponsored by Work Camper News. With its diamond and platinum membership tools, Work Camper News is much more than just a job listing website. When you put the tools of this professional service into action, you'll find out just how easy it can be to turn your work camping dreams into reality. The one-year memberships open the door to a one-stop shop for all things work camping. Being the original resource for work camping, you'll find the largest number of job listings, be able to connect with the community of work campers, and view resources compiled by experts who've been enjoying the RV lifestyle for many years. If you're serious about leading a successful and enjoyable work camping lifestyle, then a diamond or platinum membership is for you. You can even get started with a free 30-day trial by visiting www.workcamper.com forward slash trial. Embark on new adventures today with the support of Work Camper News behind you. That's all I have for this week's episode. 
Next week, I'll be speaking with a man who has nine years of work camping experiences to share, and he's also written a children's book about some of them. I'll have that interview on the next episode of The Work Camper Show. If you like this podcast, please consider leaving a review wherever you download the episodes. Thank you for listening.